Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. I sound excited, but believe me, I'm not because the Washington Wizards and a guy named Kyle Kuzma just made sure that our Wednesdays did not finish on a high note. It was a great game. I'm going to talk about that game in a little while. Starting off, introducing today's guests, Amadou Sow, Dan Gilinski. When it comes to Cavs basketball, you know they know what's up. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for having us on, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having us, Zach. As always. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Now, you guys, how I think the last time we all got together was before the season started. So, mm -hmm. for, from both of you, Hamadou, we'll start with you. It seems to be safe to say that Kobe Altman had one heck of an off season in the front office. Yeah, you know, all the most of the moves are doing well. I want to see a little bit more from marketing, but. You know, preseason, early season slumps, whatever. His shadow started to fall, but so far, man, it's been it's been really, really fun to watch. Dan, um, you enjoying it as much as I'm doing? I are. Yeah, it's been a blast. Um, teams, I, I guess, playing team ball, and it, it's too bad um, what happened with Colin. Obviously, uh, and I, I really liked what he was doing defensively. I thought. Eventually, the shot was going to come around, but uh, it's that was crushing, and, and this one hurts a little bit. But uh, can be can be one one they uh, learn from. And Ricky Rubio is, I mean, look, we we knew we were getting a solid vet, and I knew he'd probably average in the low double digits. But Amadou, I didn't think he'd become a closer. I didn't think that he was capable of putting up thirty seven and ten like he did against the Knicks. He's hitting shots. He didn't make in Utah, Minnesota, or Phoenix. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Man, I tweeted out that, you know, I feel like this year was a great, the perfect year for Rubio to turn into Steph Curry. I mean, he's just <laughs> been great for us. Yeah, he's been great. Um, obviously, he's going to take on more of a scoring role with Sexton's injury, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, so far, you know, through the last two games, I mean, he's shown that he, he's up for the challenge. And, man, it, it's, it's really a blessing to just have him around. And Dan, I think it's uh, looking like he probably won't win the award. And I don't even know how many times it's going to end up coming off the bench by the time the year is up. Now, Ricky Rubio is going to be in the running for sixth man of the year. And we're going to be able to argue, I think, within a month. Obviously, it'll depend on the situations. If Okoro's okay, because he got re-injured tonight, that if he comes off the bench, he's not only a sixth man of the year candidate, but one of the best backups in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that was again the Coro thing. Ugh, that that one hurt. Uh, yeah, I'm with you though. Um, I, honestly, I don't know where the shot has come from. Um, maybe it's they're just kind of thinking like to have him here, give him more of a green light. But uh, what he's been able to do is is really give the team a spark, and and they they feed off his energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe, kind of like with Della Vadova, we hope he's doing well in the NBL. I think they're getting ready to get underway. Della Vadova, as bad as he was with the Cavs shooting the ball, he always had the shot when he put on the Australia colors. And we saw Rubio hang 37 on a bunch of American All-Stars uh, this summer, right before the season began. So maybe maybe it's that, guys. You think maybe he's wearing his Team Spain socks underwear, maybe a headband that we're not seeing? <laughs> yeah maybe hey man maybe maybe yeah well, well probably scott definitely the socks we don't need to speculate but 
We'll be back in a moment, folks. Quick word from DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. Done with the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, folks, welcome back to Across the Cavs. Zach Weiss joined by Amadou Sow and Dan Bielinski. Guys, speaking of gambling, Bradley Beal had a horrible night tonight for the Wizards. And so what do they do with the game on the line? They swing the ball twice to one mm-hmm. of the three acquisitions they got for Russell Westbrook, Amadou, Kyle Kuzma. He hated to see it, but I think it's great for him that he's finally out of the shadow and all the pressure in L.A., he hits two clutch threes. They took a gamble by letting him take both shots and not trusting Beal, but it paid off for the Wizards. Yeah, and just talking about LA right quick, I think that's been, you know, a big theme. You know, Julius Randle, uh, Daniels Russell, we saw him become an all-star after he left. We'll see what Lonzo Ball can do outside of New Orleans and LA now, but those guys are doing good. You know, the Wizards are tough. Um, on a night where Bradley Beal, KCP, and um, Spencer Dooley combined to shoot 9 of 38, you'd really like to take this game, but... You know, of course, Kyle Kuzma happened. He had, what, four threes, I think, in that fourth quarter. Yep. And those two big threes on the last two possessions of the game. It was tough. It was tough. I hate to lose to someone, especially like Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he's sort of kind of like a meme or whatever. But yeah, yeah, man, I mean, either way, I mean, I just I just like that, you know, we're, we're contending with these teams who have this, you know, high five. Of course, Bradley Bill is not having the same seasons last year, but he's still Bradley Bill. And even without sex and we're in it for a long time, hopefully can bounce back next game. And Dan, another guy that really hurt the Cavs, another ex-Laker, Montrez Harrell, a guy that a lot of us probably forgot about coming into the season, but he's made everybody eat their words and whatever they said in the offseason and yada, yada, yada. He had 16 in the first half, had some big buckets late, and I'm surprised that the seven-footers and Allen and Mobley couldn't even handle him. I guess that's just a guy that wanted it a little more tonight at times. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, almost as if i mean he's a little bit shorter than they are clearly um but he was able to kind of just i mean the guy's just muscles his way to the basket always has been a finisher in there um an elite roller always has been um and just plays just plays with tenacity that you just can't um really simulate and and he can move for a big um just plays so damn hard and it's it's hard to keep him off the offensive glass. That that's really what stands out. Um, has I mean when he's in there, even as a bench player primarily in his career, has always been tenacious on the on the offensive glass and um, just always makes himself available in there. And, and once he gets kind of body positioning in, in that 
um, kind of near the restricted area. He's just, he's just a low, he's just hard to handle. And um, I, I thought he was kind of the engine for them tonight. And, and really the, the reason why they sold this one is he just kind of kept them afloat and kept them hanging around. Yeah, in the first half, when Beal had no field goals, Dinwiddie was cold, KCP was shooting every time he touched it, and everything was coming off long. Harrell found his rhythm. I'm very impressed with his free throw improvements. But, of course, this, is a, Cav- this is a Cavs podcast, so let's talk about the Cleveland big. So, statistical performances. We had Allen, Jared Allen a bit down, still, still good, 13 and 10 with five rebounds on the offensive end, four assists, two blocks, two steals, Evan Mobley, 19 and seven. I think though here, Amadou, Jared Allen had some moments, but I feel like he just couldn't get much going on the positive side in the fourth quarter. And I feel like he got outplayed. Uh, Man, it's, he kind of had some times, you know, during the game where like, it was like, elongated rest and stuff because I guess Evan Mobley at the center position was working. Evan Mobley was doing his thing. He had a great night, but um, yeah, like Dan talked about, I mean, Montrose Hill is just a man amongst boys. He's just so strong and just takes up so much space, even though he's only like, what, six foot seven or something. I mean, he he, he gets out for the basketball. So I guess the strength of of them, and also you can't forget Daniel Gafford, who's a great lob threat, of course. You know, he did his thing as well. And I guess that matchup really just I mean, I, I guess you can say you know he got outplayed, but still, you know, Jordan had timely, 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 timely blocks. That one block on Montrezl was amazing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't expect you know Jordan to get fifteen and fifteen every game, but I I think he did solid. I guess in in his time today. And Dan Evan Mobley, nineteen and seven, did a lot of work in the second quarter. He also missed an important free throw in the fourth quarter. It's kind of felt like everyone missing was big, but what do you, how do you grade uh, number three pick tonight? I, I would say it's, I know the stat line, I mean, looks good. Um, it was fine. I'm not going to really grill him. Um, I thought he responded well to early foul trouble. I thought that was really good to see because we needed it. Um, but yeah, 19-7, two assists, block, um, shot under 50%, which, I mean, he, he was making some, like, it, they were, like, high-difficulty plays tonight, I thought. Like, it was fine. Um, yeah, that, that that free throw miss hurt, but, I mean, it's a rookie big and shot four or five from the line. I'm not going to completely grill him for that. Honestly, I, I thought the way he responded early foul trouble, at least when he was in there, was fine, um, but there were a couple of mistakes late. I mean, I, I think on that last play, I guess JB reportedly said, um, like Damrell just tweeted out that they missed a, a call like on Beal um, on the, I think it was the like first or, or the second three from Kuzma. So I guess whatever you take that with a grain of salt, but I thought maybe, maybe he, an adjustment could have been like he hugged the corner off ball there and just not leave Kuzma. But um, there were a couple of rookie mistakes, I thought, but I, I think a B is, is more than fair. I mean, he he really was key for us in the offense in the first half, um, but I, there were some mistakes. I mean, he's definitely had better games, so to speak. Like, this was almost like a – like, there were some rookie moments in there, so I, I think a B is fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. He only was able to play three minutes and 36 seconds in the – 
first quarter before foul trouble got the best of him. And if I look looking at the numbers, he ended up with 26 minutes. So he played about 15 in the second half. He was a minus 11, but net ratings were just very weird in this game. Windler had the highest net rating, but he felt kind of invisible during his moments. You know, Mobley was a, or excuse me, Garland was a plus five. That's really, that's the most telling one, but Cavs shot nine to 31 from three, which is a very last year type performance. Yeah, Kuz, regardless of that call, made or not made, Kuz at 22, he hit six threes. I mean, Beal, Dinwiddie, and KCP, as Amadou mentioned at the outset, nine of 38. I mean, I look at this box score and nobody like stands out as being special for the Wizards. So I feel like in that sense, it's a squandered loss. But then also on the Cavs side, I mean, too many easy misses. But 15 of 21 at the free throw line is not horrible, but Allen missed his three out of his four. I mean, look, Rubio has to hit both of those free throws. I think it was really important that he does he that. Does. He does. And yeah. look, it, it's one miss. He shot 88, 89% this year, but that's huge. And yeah. also, let me say it this. Like- Oh, it ahead, looked like ahead. he was – it just looked like he rushed the second one kind of to me. I don't know. I had a bad feeling even before. I don't – for some yeah. reason, I think as Cavs fans, you know, we're – what we're still getting this year is so much more than we could have bargained for this early. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. even so, I always feel like in these close games – and yes, it was different against Toronto and Portland. That was incredible. I just like against the Wizards team like this, I had a bad feeling that it just wasn't yeah. going to shake out. I, I had a deep, like I thought, I did think Garland would hit that last three, but even but before that, I just had a bad feeling. They have the ball. Wizards have been very good, I think, for the first time since a fully healthy Wall and Beal. They're finally playing well as a team. Yeah. No disrespect to last year because Westbrook was perfect, but this team is obviously much better now that they have new guys. And I just think that their chemistry, they had better catch and shoot guys. And, you know, it, it just didn't go our way. Let me also say this, as I have ESPN on right now, I think they put the wrong top three picks on national TV tonight. What do you guys think with think, think of that? Mm, man, I mean... I feel like this game would have been perfect, you know, obviously how it ended and such for, for, you know, a televised game. I'm surprised we have none, you know, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense at all. None. You know, we got the one and nine, but Pistons and the one and eight Rockets, I guess it's the first and second overall picks, but I mean, come on. It's like, it's the Kelly Olenek yeah, bowl. That's like, what it is. The last two teams. It has to be. It yeah. has to be. Dan? I don't know. Yeah. It's something. It, it's it something. Is. I mean, I, Go ahead. Jalen Green's doing his thing. Cade is um doing his thing, I guess. Slowly, very slowly, very yeah. slowly. But I think, I mean, honestly, though, I don't think many teams are ever thankful that they don't win the lottery. But I feel like yeah. if we had gone with Jalen Green, we wouldn't be seeing any of this right now. If we had gone Cade, I feel like I just – I don't know what how things would be, but I feel like Dan Mobley – I mean, we know he's the perfect guy, but – we had to lose, sort of. And look, getting into the top three means we get to wait out the commercial break with the potential for yeah. number one. That's great. But it, it losing was winning. Yeah. I, I, well, I think for this team right now, um, yeah, just with his – I mean, it wasn't as much the case tonight, but 
what he's been able to do from a defensive standpoint, um, kind of just, I don't know, just be like a, a, a Mr. Everything on that end of the floor, quite frankly, um, has been invaluable to this team. Um, we can touch on the leading in contesting shots. Um, some of that has been at times like at the top of a three, two zone. Uh, but overall, I, I just think he's, I'm not going to say he's exceeded expectations, but like many thought, um, like Jeremy Wu of Sports Illustrated, you can read anything on him. Um, just what he's able to do uh, on just affect every part of your defense. Um, it, it's it, it's pretty clear to see when you factor in the passing, uh, the on and off ball feel uh, offensively too. Um, and it's just clear as to how he was able to drag, quite frankly, kind of eh, USC team to the lead eight last year. Um, it it kind of shows. I'll give you that one. Yeah, he's, he's really been special, and it's been a lot of fun. Maybe just because I'm not as in tune with the college game, I do recall watching him last year, but it's been so impressive. By the way, I just watched Kevin Porter Jr. block – an alley-oop from Kelly Olenek. That's pretty sweet to see Kelly Olenek get, uh, Kenny Olenek make a mistake, but see Kevin Porter block a dunk. Anyway, though, getting back here, uh, Evan Mobley still for me, I mean, I knew he'd make some threes, but his effectiveness has definitely been there. I just feel like Amadou, he's been a real presence. And look, as a, yes. as a top pick, there's, there is pressure to be very good, but he's definitely exceeded the expectation for me, at least, where he's making clutch plays. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's just, he's been there in the big moments. And I think that his performance against the Knicks a few days ago at the Garden on a night where Rubio went off like that. So it's not even as, as it's not even remembered as much. That's crazy. The Garden. It, and I was at I was at the garden uh, last week. Let me just say like that. And I've been there before. And a lot of people, I'm sure I've, we've all spoken to, have. That's a crazy crowd. That's a, that's a wild crowd. That's a crowd they want to hate you if you're not on the Knicks. And he just silenced them with clutch shots. Yeah. But he's not supposed to be doing that yet, and he is. I mean, you talk about everybody's been talking about Mobley as this this guy in three four years is going to be. You know, he's he's going to be doing his thing, of course. But he's doing that now, and it's, it's really just great to see he's doing everything. He's passing, scoring, defending, you know, and his his touch at this young age is just great. I mean, obviously, he still needs to put on some more weight, but the way he's able to maneuver in the paint with the post hooks, we saw the mid-range shot he took today over top of Montrezl. That was just a, a beautiful shot, and I mean, I love the aggression from three. Even though, you know, it may not be falling at the rate it wanted to, I still like that he's still attempting those Um whenever the defense just leaves him open or whenever he has the opportunity to. It's, it's been so great to watch. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited to see what else he can improve on. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see how he finishes off the season. It, it's been great. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And Dan, uh, last question for you before we move on to the weekend schedule with the Wizards. Is there anything from this game, looking back, having just watched it, and yes, it's still fresh for us. Anything you may have done differently if you were uh, JB and maybe calling plays or making subs, so maybe it would have ended differently? Well, one of our writers, John Suchan, who um, touches on how often he used to 
be involved in coaching. Um, made an, I, I thought a valid point. Um, basically, like down the stretch, there there were times where, uh, like Jetty was in defensively, and I don't really understand. Like even after stop plays, why he was in? Like Lamar, I, I know that he had he had his rough patches. I'm not saying he didn't, but he played very effectively defensively tonight. Um, and and I, honestly, for the most part, I thought defensively has done a nice job. And I would have had him in um, like more maybe. And uh, and or I, I don't. I just I don't think Jetty. He made some shots, but I, I just I don't think he really had it that much. And honestly, from what I saw from Windler, I, I thought he would have been more viable down the stretch. Like you got to get because defensively, I think he's very solid like he's not great I'm not gonna say like he's not like a lockdown guy but I would have had him in frankly over Jetty um, maybe um, and or or just not had Jetty in there in like key defensive there were a couple of key defensive possessions where um, I, I thought that wasn't ideal and, and I and I know that DG had a, had a clean look on that last possession there but I would have liked to have seen them try to like will themselves to the foul line in that situation when they were down one um, and he, and, or even DG himself, like that shot, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill him for, I think it was fine, but they only need, like if I, I would have liked to have seen more kind of off, like kind of man movement there to kind of generate a free throw opportunity and or mismatch. So, but it's, it's one game. I, I think it can be a, a teachable moment for him and, I don't know, maybe maybe that JB like I guess foul call was a legit gripe. I, I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head as much, but in the playback I we'll have to see. Yeah, and those are there's some great points. I, I too was surprised Osman was in, but then again, we never know what he's gonna do when he's on the court, truly at this point. So it could be good, it could be he, bad. He had some good defensive effort plays in the game, though. I have to give him that. But I, I would have liked to have seen Dylan there because I thought defensively he was very active. I'd probably – I would take Lamar. That was also well said. I think that not just putting him in for Garland, but putting him in as the three, I think would have been fine, especially because he had made – look, it's only one basket. But, he should, I mean, he, Osmond, and Wendler each made one three. But anyway, yeah, it didn't, didn't go over too well at the end. I liked the Garland shot again. Maybe I'm in the minority. I just think, yes, it was far, but he can hit that. He hit the buzzer. Oh, yeah, he can. His game is just hitting, hitting – hitting, Tough shots, but making it look easy. And that for was the a- record, just as a side note, the Emerald just reported that for those worried about Okoro, you walked over to greet Colin as he exited the arena and appears to be moving just fine. So All right, so I we'll see that- him on Friday. Did, did you guys see what happened? I, I didn't really see it that well. Okoro, yeah. So was it his ankle? Fell. He landed. So when he was falling, his I back foot was – his back foot landed first, and he kind of fell with his back – and as he fell, whatever number of feet he was, his one of his feet was already planted, so it like made it awkward. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So do you are you like concerned that he, like how, what do you think on that? He got. I thought he was coming back in the game. I saw him walking right after. Honestly, I think I don't think it's that much to worry about, especially after that report. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not worried. Isaac Coro's. Do you think he'll play the next like in the yeah. next game? Yeah, Isaac Coro. The first two letters of his last name are okay. You know how he's gonna be. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's yeah. 
He'll be fine. He'll be okay. He'll play Friday and he'll play. Maybe not. He played, re- he played really well. I, I have to give him that. On D, like, but he, he didn't score after the first possession. No, he didn't. But I, I that's I think in that game, like that's really what they really wanted him for in that first game back. It's fair. Okay, so we've got Detroit on Friday. There's currently up four on Houston. Interesting finish ahead. And so Amadou, I'll start with you. Is, is this going to be the first time the Cavs are favored is question A and question B. Will this be pretty much the first time we can sort of guarantee a win or should we not sleep on Detroit? Uh, Detroit's interesting because it's like, I don't know if they're a team you can just sleep on. You know, you, you got guys like Jeremy and Grant is going crazy right now, as we can yeah, see. Jeremy's been hot. Yeah, of course, they still have the number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham. And they got guys like, uh, excuse me, his name, I, it just left me. Wow. Okay. Sadiq Bay. Yeah, exactly. Sadiq Bay. Yeah, he can play. So I don't know if you can just walk over them, you know, but they are, what are they, one and nine for a reason. Yeah, they'll so, be two and nine soon, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm confident that we can get the win, but I don't just want this to be like, if like, if, if it's not what I just said, I don't want it to be like one of those losses where it's like, we just had too many turnovers or it's, it's just something that obviously stand, stood out as to why we lost the game. I want it to be a hard fought win. And I, I think honestly, we should be able to beat this team. And will they be favored in Vegas finally? Yes, we have to be. I mean, yeah. even after this loss, we have to be right. I mean, Vegas has got to give us our respect at some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dan thoughts on Detroit. Yeah. I'm with Hamadou. Um, I, I still look at Detroit. I, I know that the, Clearly, it's. I'm not saying that they'd be like a playing team, but they have talent. Um, they have they have some young guys that are real players, and um, I, beef stew concerns me like on the offensive glass a lot. Um, they have some they have some size. I mean, we'll have to see it on, on Cade um, if like what the plan is there. But I, it's I'm with Tom do. It's not like you can't just like like ex- like show up like expecting a dub like yeah I-, I think for the Cavs like it they need to work through some things here and kind of figure out like how they're gonna how like the two guard minutes are gonna fill out um I- the one thing I'm a little bit concerned with I-, I there's been a bit of lulls like where they kind of like stand around and watch Rubio kind of like expect like him to like mm-hmm. get hot and stuff and he's been making some plays like I'm not saying he hasn't but this is a game, like, coming off, like, the way they lost this game, like, they need to have a sense of urgency. And because if they don't have, like, if they don't come out, like, like playing well, things could, I, I hate to sound like a doomsday guy here, but things could maybe snowball in that, in that. And then you have a Celtics team, which I know they have things to figure out, but I, that's not like, I have no idea on that game. Um, it, it's just, I'm a little bit concerned how things are going to play out here in this upcoming stretch. I don't want this team to just get comfortable with all these home games. That That's a little bit concerning even on Friday to me. So I, I'm still win, but I, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout. I just don't. Yeah. A lot of great points there. I look at the Detroit game. This is a, it's a good basketball team. Look, the record won't say that. I think they have a lot of great veterans. I don't understand what the lineup is or what the rotation is. As I'm still watching, I, what 
Corey Joseph, Frank Jackson, Josh Jackson, Kelly Olenek, Trey Lyles gets minutes. I don't know what we're going to see, what we're going to expect. I do think Cade's getting more comfortable. I think that you can't let him get too comfortable. I think you got to make sure he doesn't do too much. And as far as Isaiah Stewart goes, I think just make sure you're boxing him out at all times because – well, our defensive glass has been a problem this year. Like I, I that yeah, with Markinen being out and Love still, I, I didn't see any updates on those guys. I honestly, I, I'm not probably sure, be back but, next week. I would assume. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. I would think it'd be like maybe like mid next week. I would think Monday Boston maybe, or Wednesday Brooklyn. Yeah, I would think maybe Brooklyn, but they need to find a way to figure that that area out. Like that that is. Those that's killed them. I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat it. No, that's fair. And but I look at Stewart and again, just try, just keep a body on him, make it tough on him, and look, it's a winnable game for sure. And I think oh, yeah. that I think we could win three in a row. I think Boston, Boston without Jalen, it's just a big question mark because Tatum is so hit yeah. or so missed, which I'm really surprised by. We never know what we're gonna get from their from the Celtic bench. It's, it's I mean, honestly. If the Cavs lose to Boston, oh, go ahead. Which, who is better? I'm just, just as a quick Tatum. question. Tatum is better, but Jalen, when Jalen is think, good. I like Jalen more. I like Jalen. I think, I think Brown is the better yeah, player, personally. I think he's the better player, too, personally. We can have I think Tatum is regressed, but go ahead. A little bit. A li- but I- I'm still I'm still deathly afraid of him. So, that's, that's as a, reasonable. As so, anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, I think that. Mark this down. If the Cavs lose to Boston, at least in the first game, it's going to be because of, wait for it, Dennis Schroeder. That would be why they lose. I'm not kidding. I just think he had, he's had some good games. I think you can't forget about him. And by the way, Houston has officially lost. So the Pistons won the, I don't know what we're going to be, whatever that game is called. Kevin Porter Jr. missed six free throws, by the way. So he would have fit right uh, in the Cavs tonight if he was still here. The Paolo Wars, is that it? Something like yeah. that. They yeah. call it the uh, the, the. I'll have to come deal. up with another name for it, but, but any any which way, guys. It's, it's a working going, title. It's a working title, and you know the Cavaliers are also a working title right now as a team, trying to figure things out. But I do think, guys, it's been twelve games. We've dealt with a lot. Just every year, win or lose, every there's year. always something. If it's not drama, it's injuries. If it's not injuries, it's drama. If it's neither one of those things, it's Cavs media people looking to create drama although this year this year everyone's been great we're not even going to name drop or discuss any but i think it's been great let me just say this guys i think that it's been a really fun start and i think the next time we all get together the Cavs are going to be a very different team they're going to have more wins we're going to have guys back and i think we'll actually understand how good or bad they actually are when we see everybody on the court together yep well, can i hope. say i got a hot take i'm sure. more confident against us with us against the celtics than i am against the the Pistons the Celtics are just so inconsistent and it's it's pretty crazy I mean I feel like their their glaring need is playmaking but I mean it's just so much isolation ball Marcus Smart has just not been good neither has really Dennis Schroeder I don't know what uh, their coach is doing with Payne Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith their minutes have been really inconsistent we always you know give the Celtics a hard time you know last year of course Kevin Love had that crazy game um, that ultimately helped us you know get uh, Evan Mobley um, yeah, I think, home. yeah, we split up the season series last year, if I'm not mistaken, against the Celtics. Either way, we always played them hard. 
I feel like you know against the Pistons, we're gonna we're gonna play down to our opponent. I don't know. I just have that feeling, but I agree. That's my hot take. Well, not that I'm the hot take, but I agree that we're gonna yeah. play down. Yeah, yeah. I, it will be intriguing to see what that line is, though. Definitely, right. yep. I don't disagree. Because I'd probably take Detroit on that. Depend, I, like, I think the line would be like five and a half, maybe. Like, I, that's very intriguing. I might have to get in on get in on that. All right, Dan. Final hot take for you, and then we'll wrap up here. What final hot take. Um, yeah, final hot take, baby. FHT. You know what? I'll say. Uh, shit. I don't know. Final hot take: Ricky Rubio won't be uh, won't shoot forty percent from three in the season. I, it's, okay. it's a joke. It's a joke. But all right, my, I, I don't. Ha- I don't have one right now. I, I'd have to right. take one. Here's my take: is that I mean, all right, real quick. I think that the next Cavalier to score forty. Is not going to happen until next season. That's not even a take. It's just a weird prediction. Rubio is close. I really I'll say the hot take is Colin returns in six weeks. Six? I think it's wow. that long. My dad's thinking four weeks. He he, he had a really uh, bad meniscus injury a long time ago. But then again, he wasn't a basketball player. That's true. But I I just think with the way he plays specifically, that would be pretty optimistic. All right, six weeks. It's hard for like a guard, like a shifty guard like that, the way he plays, the tax, the taxing style. I think that'd be pretty darn solid. So you're making know. a Punxsutawney Phil prediction, six more weeks of no Sexton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Dan Galinsky, Amadou Sal, thank you both for joining me as always. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Until next man. time. Until next time, this is Across the Cavs. Hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did bantering, and we will see you next time. All the best. And, of course, go Cavs! Yeah, I'm not going to be quiet. No, we're not going to be on a quiet. No, we're going to be loud at the end. Let's go Cavs, baby.